Do I look fat? Black. Black. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. It's your girl, Steffi Kiss. So today is a solo episode. I haven't spoken to you guys directly, like without a guest. I feel like since the new year, it's been a long time. Um, And I just wanted to come on here and talk to you guys for a little bit. There's just been so much going on that I wanted an episode where it's just you and I talking. So real quick, what's been going on with me? Well... I feel like I'm finally coming out of the depression. Um, If you've been listening to the podcast, then you'd know I've spoken about this numerous, numerous, numerous times. I suffered from seasonal depression this year, and I suffered from it bad. And now that I'm finally coming out of it, I I can pinpoint exactly what it, what I was doing that was, my depression if that makes any sense like my symptoms of my depression I literally could sleep all day I could sleep all day it was so bad um I would only get up to attend Ethan's classes so he has about like three periods plus like therapy sessions I was literally only up for that to be honest three out of the five days that Ethan is with me there's an aide here. So she's making his him his meals. I'm literally in my room, knocked out. It, it was bad, guys. It was bad. And I feel like I always suffered from like seasonal depression in the sense that if it's cold outside, I don't like to leave my house. I've said this before. My apartment is kind of like a cave. It gets very dark in here. It, it's dark all day in the wintertime. Meaning that if I shut off all the lights, it's pitch black in here. I can go to sleep and there won't be any sun interfering. Like none of that. It's it's crazy. So it was just, it was a bunch of things. And I really want to take this time out to really thank one of my close friends. I don't know if she's going to be listening to this podcast when it releases, but when she does listen, because she will, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to Maciel, honestly, for forcing me to leave my house even when it was cold okay we started hanging out not every day but weekly when I didn't have Ethan so I don't have Ethan one day out the week one whole day I have a day to myself Um, I'm very grateful for it um, but that's what it is I have one full day without Ethan and I do a lot of everything that I need to do whether it's recording or whatever have you I just that's my free day and on that free day we would do something that forced me to get out of my house we would go have breakfast we would go to the gym we would I would go to her house and we would have lunch like it was just making me get out of here because even though when it was cold and Ethan was home we still didn't go anywhere that one day out of the week slowly but surely really got me out of my depression so I really want to thank her for that for giving me the outlet for that to have something to do to go out because to be quite frank I feel like the reason why it was so bad for me this year was because 
I didn't have to leave my house. You know, this was my first winter where I am unemployed. Um, I was unemployed when Ethan was an infant. Um, I didn't go back to work until Ethan was nine months old. I stood home with him. Um, I was also living with my mom and Ethan's dad. So there was always someone around. My sister was always around. Like, it was just always someone to talk to. It just didn't feel as depressing. People were coming by to see the baby. I was taking the baby places. Like, I was still doing things. This year, I went weeks without leaving my house. With the invention of Instacart, the fact that I had the aide who was doing my laundry, I didn't need to leave my house unless it was go to go to the corner store. I would literally only go to the corner store. And that was if I absolutely had to as a necessity. It was crazy. It was bad. So I thank her for that. But also, if you've heard, I don't remember what episode she was on, but Maciel was on one of my episodes. We call her Missy. And um, she's big on, you know, staying healthy as well. I'm not going to use the word staying fit because, listen, (laughs) the way life is set up we're just focusing on health right so you know she's big on that too so we would go to the gym and um at the time I didn't have a gym membership so she would take me as her plus one to planet fitness and her doing that even though it was once a week it was consistent for me it was getting me back into the routine and back into, you know, feeling comfortable working out. Because I'm not going to lie, not that I, I don't give a fuck about guys looking at me at the gym. I don't care, to be honest. I put on my hat, I put on my headphones, and if anybody has seen my pictures, if you follow me on Instagram, then you know, like, I literally have Beats headphones, a hat covering half my face, and now with the mask, like, you can't see me. Like, you know, like, no one's gonna talk to me in the gym. If someone talks to me in the gym, like, they really have to stop and get my attention. Like, it's... We're not making eye contact, and even if we do, you don't know if I'm smiling at you. Like, it's just... It's not happening, right? So that's never a factor for me. Um, When I say getting back into being comfortable in the gym, it means knowing what I want to work on and doing it appropriately. And I say that because when I was heavy in the gym, you know, I had a routine, right? I was steadily lifting my weight. Um, as far as what I was lifting, the actual weight I was lifting, I was increasing that weight. Um, I had certain, you know, equipment that I would use, I would have, you know, warm up, cool down, all of that. But physically I'm in a completely different space like I'm not as strong as I was before I'm not as small as I was before I'm not as limber as I was before like there's a lot of things so I had to figure out a way where I felt comfortable and confident in what I was doing and going to the gym slowly like the first time I went with her I followed her routine she's been doing this so I'm gonna follow what you're doing and you know I I took things from it 
um, that worked for me. But then I also incorporated my own thing. And little by little, we would go to the gym together, but I would be doing my own thing and she would be doing her own thing. And then we would just leave together. Um, And that kind of forced me into a routine, right? Now I want to go to the gym. Now I'm having more exercise. I'm sleeping better at night because I'm actually, you know, utilizing my energy during the day, right? I'm not just in bed all day watching TV or scrolling through TikTok or tweeting, which has become my new obsession. I don't even know where Twitter actually like became, came on my radar, but bruh, I'd be tweeting. Um, but anyways, so when I finally got into that routine, once, you know, her and I, we hit a little snag in our being able to go to the gym together. It just didn't, it wasn't convenient anymore for the both of us. Um, so I'm like, okay, she can't go to the gym or at least the gym that I would go to. So let me open a gym membership. And I don't know if I've spoken about this on the podcast. I meant to, it was supposed to be like one of my dead ass rants because blank, they, they try to take me to collections. Like it was this whole big thing. Like during the pandemic, like, I'm sorry, what gyms are closed. What, what are you doing? Um, so I was really trying to boycott them, but they are the closest gym to me. So I reopened my membership at blank and I've been going consistently for the past, I want to say three weeks. Um, and when I say consistently, I mean two to three times a week. I have not missed a beat and it just feels good. Right. Um, it gives me energy. It gives me, I don't know how to explain it. It just, I don't, (laughs) my body hasn't changed much, but I do feel like I have more energy. I don't feel like sleeping all day. I'm going to bed earlier. I'm waking up before my alarm. Um, and wanting to stay up because before I would wake up and then like, I would literally, and I remember my sister telling me like, yo, if you want to get out of the depression, get up, take a shower and start your day. That ain't fucking work for me. I would get up, go wash my face, brush my teeth, take a shower and crawl my, make my bed, crawl my ass right back into bed. Cause now I was comfortable. Like that didn't work for me, but now it's like I would get up and now I have a purpose with blink. I have to actually set up reservations to work out. So it's like, I can't just go whenever I want to. So if I miss my reservation, I miss my reservation. I'm probably not going to get another appointment for the next 72 hours. I have to pre-plan these workouts. So I have a purpose. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like my days have a purpose And not having the legit nine to five or let me not say legit, not having the traditional nine to five, it, I had to reevaluate and I feel like I talk about this all the time, but I have to reevaluate what I'm doing, when I'm doing it and how I'm doing it because my workday isn't just eight hours anymore. I have 24 hours in a day. And if you look around my room right now, I'm, I'm literally sitting on my bed, um, recording. It is 1223. 
on Thursday, 1223 a.m. on Thursday, April 8th. And I'm I've become such a planner. I'm literally a planner. I have one, two, three calendars, schedules, tasks, to do lists, events. I have three separate tracking methods in my room. I have my desk calendar from when I'm sitting at my desk recording. I have my planner, which is portable. I take it with me all over the house. It doesn't really leave the house, but I take it with me all over the house. And then I just bought a white erase monthly calendar, which helps me because it's right next to my mirror, which and right it's in between my mirror and my TV. Right. And it's just somewhere that I can constantly look at. And that's where I'm writing like my day-to-day appointments so that I don't forget them, if that makes any sense. I I just went into a tangent because I love to fucking plan. I don't know what it is. I love to plan. And when it comes to me having a purpose, it also led into me finding out what I can do, what I can fill my time with. And excuse me, that turned into me planning my first ever live show. Um, For those who haven't listened to last week's episode as of yet, I announced that I am hosting my first live show for my first year anniversary of this podcast. It is going to be on Sunday, May 2nd. Tickets are on sale. Uh, The link will be in the description bar. If you subscribe to the If you subscribe to the email list, you will also get a 10% off promo code that you can use towards your tickets. Um, These tickets include specialty cocktails from Fountain of Geech. If you attended last year's Zoom party during the pandemic, um, if you lived in the New York City area, I had a special delivery of cocktails to... um, the attendees and they were from Fountain of Geech so I'm just keeping the tradition alive and he's going to provide some specialty cocktails for the party well not the party for the show and a swag bag full of goodies okay so because of that I I have just been planning and then I have other stuff going on in between like April is going to be April has been crazy like I have been so busy but also I feel like I have been strategically using my time if that makes sense like I I've been I've been doing well with Ethan in school like that hasn't slacked off we've um included more therapy sessions for him more services he's going to be starting swimming this Saturday Um, I'm planning my show. I'm getting all like when I say I'm planning my show, I'm doing everything, guys. Okay, so not only am I planning an actual show for my audience to view, um, it also may be on YouTube. I don't know. We'll see. I just have a lot. I just have a lot. I I need to stop. Okay, Stephanie, stay on track. Okay. (laughs) not only am I planning the actual content for the show I am also coordinating all of the decor 
I am also doing the swag bags. I am also, you know, making things within the sweat. Like, it's just, I've been doing a lot, but I feel like I have been getting things done and I have been getting them done in a timely order. Um, I have a lot of things coming up and I'm very, very, very much excited about it. Summer is going to require a lot of planning and work as well. So I'm just grateful that I have, I'm starting to get into some sort of routine. And I say this, say this, say this all the time. I don't know why it's so hard for me to figure out a routine. It's not, (sighs) I don't want to get into that. I really don't want to get into that. But anyways, so before I'm not ready to talk about all of that yet. I'm just not ready to talk about all of that yet. So before we get into the first segment, I just wanted to explain why I'm doing this solo episode. Um, There have been a few things both personally and in the news that I wanted to talk about. And to be honest, I didn't know who to really talk about it with. Um, and it's funny because literally before I hopped on, you know, the mic, I saw a tweet and it said, Gemini, <laughs> and it said, Gemini's want to talk about everything but their feelings. And it's like, Yeah, I do. I like to talk about shit, but it's hard for me to talk about my shit. If you know me, and I'm saying like, if you know, know me, then you know I'm so closed off. Like, it's crazy because I have a podcast and I talk and I talk and I talk, but I still don't talk. And this, I've had this same conversation with so many different people in my life in the past, I want to say six months, you know, they're just like, why won't you open up? Why? What, what, what's, what's the barrier? What is the block? And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, So when I was writing this agenda, I actually wrote this agenda before I saw the tweet, right? So, well, not agenda, a little outline, whatever. Um, I said that I didn't know who to talk about this with. And it's like, I don't know who to talk about. I don't know who to talk to about a lot of things. Whew, boy, recording at 1230. And it's literally 1230 as I look up. Recording at 12.30 a.m. really, like, opens up some wormholes for you, huh? All right, so (laughs) before we get into all of that, there are some things I wanted to open up to you guys about. Um, Let's get into our first segment, which is Eat Your Heart Out. Um, Okay, so for Eat Your Heart Out. I wanted to give some tips regarding something that I am very passionate about, I will say. Um, It has become something that I have implemented into my life sort of consistently. Um, I've taken breaks here and there, but 
whenever I get back into it, I get back into it. And that is weight lifting, guys. Um, I'm really trying to dispel the myths associated with weightlifting, especially when it comes to women. First and foremost, women, if you weightlift, you will not look bulky. You will not look bulky, okay? Um, you know, you can manage how many weights you're lifting. It Weightlifting doesn't mean you have to be a power lifter. Weightlifting doesn't mean you have to be grunting and, groan- and groaning and dropping weights in the fucking, in the gym, making mad noise and all. It doesn't mean you have to do all of that. It really doesn't. You can lift weights. You can do it correctly. And it has so many benefits. Um, I'm tired of people relying strictly on cardio when it comes to working out. I'm tired. Relying on cardio is so trash. I remember when I initially lost all that weight back in 2013. Yes, I was small. But I was such a cardio bunny that I still didn't like my body. Like it was, it just wasn't, it just wasn't it. It wasn't it. I looked, I didn't look sickly because of the way I carry my weight. I didn't, I didn't get very small, but I looked small, if that makes sense. Um, so I just wanted to spell a lot of rumors. Also, lifting weight is not just for the young and the and the fit okay you can be 300 pounds 400 pounds 500 pounds you can be 40 50 60 you can be you know anything and lift weight like it's I just I need people to realize that it's very beneficial. Okay, so that's what I wanted to talk about today. And some of the benefits of strength training are strength training builds and maintains muscle mass. First and foremost, that is what it is here for. That is what it is meant to do. Cardio isn't the best for building muscle, point blank period. Cardio is great for what it's named for, cardiovascular health, okay? It helps with your heart. Yes, you lose fat because of the energy that you are using to do that. But the main benefit of cardio is heart health. Okay, first and foremost, if you want to build muscle, you want to lift weights. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that you cannot build muscle while doing cardio. There are things such as doing HIIT exercises and swimming that can build muscle because of the resistance and and all of that, but it takes much longer, okay? If you want to build muscle, if you want to maintain your muscle mass, even just adding small weights in the beginning can make a big, big difference, okay? You just have to think about it as literally you're getting stronger, right? So in the beginning, if you're only doing five pounds, you're still gonna build muscle because your body isn't used to lifting even those five pounds, even those five pounds. I'm tired of people thinking that you have to be a bodybuilder. Like you have to lift so much weight and you have to lift heavy in order for it to work. That's not that's not how it works, guys, okay? The benefit number two, strength training makes your joints stronger. So as you get older, 
especially if you have been yo-yoing with your weight, okay? I know this is my problem. I have gone from little to big, little to big, little to big. So many times my joints are like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Are you big or are you small this week? Like, I'm tired of trying to acclimate to your diet. Like, my knees are tired, okay? My back is tired, all right? Most strength training exercises are lower impact. So you can build muscle strength and endurance with less stress on the joints, okay? Many moves like squats and lunges actually strengthen your joints while mimicking functional movement patterns like bending down, pushing, or pulling. So think about it this way. You'll be able to keep your hips, knees, ankles, wrists, elbows, and shoulders healthy while also training your body to make everyday activities easier, all right? I don't know about you, okay? And I'm gonna say this, I say, I feel like I mention my age every episode because it's almost like I can't believe I'm this old. I'm 35, okay? And my body has been high-key disrespectful. Um, My knees aren't bad, I'm not going to hold you. They're not bad. I still have a very good squat form. And, you know, I could still bust it down if I wanted to. Not that I'm going partying, but if I needed to, the mega knees, they still, they're not young. You know, they're like Megan if she was 35. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's give it that. Um, But my back, sis? Listen. Listen, I've had back problems for a minute. Um, I was talking about this the other day. Like, I used to get, like, muscle spasms in my back in high school. Um, I had a epidural with Ethan. Uh, six weeks after the epidural, I was kind of hit by a car. Like, it's just, it's a lot, okay? Like, my back has kind of been through it. I have sciatica. Like, it's just, it's it's a lot going on back there. And she's just been disrespecting me. Like, even when me and Missy would go on these long walks, because that was another thing that we did once the weather started to break, we would go on these walks. Sis, my lower back? Ooh, child. And I'm really trying to just, like, walk through the pain. But all I want to do is lay down. And I, I need to do something about that. So that really motivated me to get into the gym, okay? I've been working on strengthening all of these joints in my body because let me tell you, I really have to keep myself moving because stiffness is a bitch, all right? And lifting weights can help with your mobility. I will give this one tip to you guys, stretch Stretch, 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 stretch. When I was younger, I didn't stretch. I'm not going to hold you. I was going to the gym four times a week. I was doing, I was lifting 70, 80 pounds, like barbells. I was like, I was doing free weights, okay? It wasn't a Smith machine. It wasn't the machines. I was doing free weights and I did not stretch. I didn't stretch. My body didn't get, like, I was cool. Like, yes, my muscles would be sore, but I was, I was cool. I was limber. I was doing the damn thing. I was still, you know, doing cardio and all of that running. So like, I felt like I was good. Now I stretch before my workout. 
I stretch in the middle of my workout. I stretch, I dedicate 10 minutes at the end of every workout session to stretch, especially my back and my hips. Because, bro, it, it stretch, guys, stretch, okay? Um, tip number three, or I'm sorry, benefit number three. Strength training is one of the best forms of low-impact cardio, okay? So remember how I told you before how you can't build, you really can't build muscle on cardio, right? Like, you can, but it takes a very long time. This is why weightlifting is fire, because not only is it the best way to build muscle, it is also the best form of low impact cardio. And when you are a bigger girl or a bigger person, I should say, you need that low impact cardio. Okay. I'm not going to hold you. I want to get on that stair machine, but I'm scared. I'm scared. I want to get on the treadmill, but my feet, mm, not with the shits. I want to get on a bike, but that shit hurts my ass. Not even going to hold you. So right now, the elliptical is my best fucking friend. And I remember when I first started working out way, 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 way back in like 2011. Elliptical is what I did. And that is how I started out with my cardio because it's low impact. But I didn't know the benefits of weightlifting back then. And while I still do the elliptical now, because I still need just cardio days as part of my routine. The fact that I am doing weightlifting and it's still a low impact cardio exercise it puts my mind at ease okay if you it's like killing two birds with one stone with weightlifting okay if you combine compound movements and a compound movement is an exercise that combines more than one muscle group to complete the movement for example squats which work your quadriceps lower back glutes hamstrings, and hip flexors, as well as your core, is a compound movement. Because in order to complete the move, literally all of those muscles have to have some form of engagement. Yes, some are primary muscles and some are secondary muscles, but they all have to be engaged nonetheless. Another movement um, that is a an example of a compound movement is an incline bench press, and that works your upper chest, front delts, and triceps. When doing that, as well as lowering the time in between your reps and your sets, where you have less recovery time, your heart rate, your heart is going to start pumping, okay? And it's going to get up there. If you're doing it properly, especially if you're not, for me, and this is just a tip that I'm going to give you guys, I like to start off with low, with lower weights first. And I'm talking about you can go as low as three pounds. You want to make sure that your form is correct, okay? Form is very, very, very important. Okay, because once you get your form down, you can increase your weight, increase your speed, and decrease your recovery time because you're not going to injure yourself. All right, so I like to start with lower weights. I always stand in front of a mirror. 
for all of my people who go to any gym like Planet Fitness, Blink, anything like that, what I like to do is I like to take the weights out of the free weight area um, and take them to the stretching area. Some places have weights in the stretching area already, so you could just use those, the small dumbbells. If they don't, take your ass over to the free weight area with all the gorillas grunting, okay? Grab what you need and take it to the to the stretching area. I promise you, you will feel more comfortable because it's not everybody grunting and sweating and dropping weights. And like, it's not a pissing contest. You know what I'm saying? And then you also have the mirror there as well as the, the cushiony surface to do what you need to do. Because when I say when you're lifting weights, you're up, you're down, you're doing a lot. Okay, so that's one tip for you guys. Um... So knowing that weightlifting is also a low-impact cardio is amazing. Um, Strength training also supports weight loss. Duh. You know, the more lean muscle you build, the more calories you burn, right? And when you burn calories, it's also burning your stored energy, which is fat, blah, 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 blah. We've heard this all time and time again. Strength training also protects your bones. Ladies. Listen, it's just known the older we get, the less like our bones just they they play us. OK, we need calcium. We need vitamin D. We need all this shit. All right. So strength training can also help you maintain strong, healthy bones, which only become more important as you get older. All right. Osteoporosis is a real thing. The older you get, the more fragile you become. You know, my grandmother, she broke a hip just by falling. A fall that I see, you know, my little four-year-old cousin do all the time. She broke her hip. All right. So, yes, she's 90 in her 90s. But you want to make sure that you're, tr- you're, you're maintaining your health as much as you can, as much as you're able to. Okay? That is the ultimate goal. At least it is for me. I don't know what it is for you guys. But for me, that is what I'm trying to work on. And... Strength training is one of those things. And last but certainly not least, okay, and I can attest to this, strength training improves your mood and mental health. Point blank, period. I have been feeling so great. I don't know if it's also a combination of just everything I've been doing to make myself feel better, but weightlifting, feeling, I can already in the three weeks, Okay, when I first started going with with Maciel, I was probably lifting like five pounds. I'm not going to hold you five pounds. I've gone up to 10 pounds <laughs> like and it may not sound like a lot, but I'm doing different types of moves. I'm noticing that I'm stronger. I can actually go up to 12.5 and I probably will next week. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow morning, but. Next week, I'll probably go up to a 12.5 because I think I can handle it. I really, truly do. Um, And when I say I'm talking about each hand. So ultimately, I'm doing 20 pounds, especially when I'm squatting and things like that. But it's just great to see the improvement, like my body just working, my body remembering like, bitch, yes, you can do this shit. You can lift this. Watch, watch. Watch when I'm still lifting weights and it comes to like August. I promise you I'm going to be lifting at least 50 pounds. I promise. That's going to be lightweight. 
Um, so it just improves your mental health. I feel happier. I feel more accomplished. The fact that I'm doing it and I'm, you know, keeping it onto the schedule and, you know, getting out the house and doing what I need to do, like, that shit just makes me happy. So it's definitely a mood improver <laughs> for sure. Okay. So that is strength training, guys, weightlifting. Um, if you have any questions, you know, send them in. I can, I love to hear from my listeners. Um, you can hit me up on Instagram. You can hit me up on email. Everything is always listed down below. So I love to hear from you guys. Or if you have any tips yourself, any benefits that you've witnessed from weight training, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Or if you have anything else that you've been doing that you've just been loving and has been making you feel better, I'm always down to try new things. So let me know what that is. Let's get into the next segment, which is heart on my sleeve, y'all. Whoo, heart on my sleeve. Okay. Let me sit back a little bit. Yeah. It's been a it's been an interesting week. It's been a heavy week for sure. Um I wanted to come on here and talk about addiction. It has I don't want to say it's been the theme of the past week or so, but it is it has been it has been a storyline, like a background storyline of my life um for those of you who don't know I am the daughter of an addict my father has been clean now for 30 years but he wasn't for the first five to six years of my life Um, and I wanted to, and a lot of people don't know this. This isn't something that I truly talk about. I feel like a lot of people know my stance when it comes to drugs and mental illness and addiction and all of that. But I don't think people really understand why I feel the way I do. Um, I have known many people who were addicts in my lifetime. Um, and all of this came up recently because my sister came out with her first episode of a docu-series, I want to call it, um, titled Wounds, in which she interviewed our father. You should definitely check it out. I'll link it down below. Um, so that you can you can watch it if you're interested but she interviewed our dad and you know it was mostly about like his upbringing his mental health when it came to addiction um why he felt he what he had the addiction and things like that and he said something in there he basically said he apologized to me in the, in the video. I'm not going to give a lot of it because I want you guys to check it out. Um, let my sister know that I sent you, you know? Um, (laughs) and he, 
basically apologized to me. And that's something that I've been hearing. God. Oh, man. Um, I remember the first time he apologized for me, apologized to me for being an addict. I was probably like 10, 11. And it was at his maybe, God, if I was... If I was 10 or 11, this was probably like his five-year anniversary, six-year anniversary being clean or something like that. And it's basically when they have their anniversaries, which is why anniversaries, I guess they mean a lot to me. Um, It's just been something that we've always celebrated, an accomplishment, you know. Um, An anniversary in... NA, which is Narcotics Anonymous. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous, but just for narcotics instead of just alcohol. Um, Narcotics being drugs, in case you didn't know. But the way it goes for an anniversary is that it's essentially just a meeting, right? You go in, they talk. I was never really part of that. They would kick us out for the meeting part because it is anonymous. So, you know, um, and I was young, (laughs) I was a kid, I didn't need to hear all that shit. But when it came to the anniversary part, so what they do is they present each person who is celebrating anything with a, with a little keychain. It's like a little badge. Oh my God. And I remember my dad used to collect them. Oh man. And people would ask me what that was and it would be on his keychains. And he, was collecting them every year you would get one so you get one when it's your first time and then I don't know if they do it again like within months or if it just goes on to like one year two year three year whatever and he collected them up until his 10th year when he got the white and gold one I'll never forget that I was probably like 15 that's probably the last one I remember seeing to be honest um But anyway, so at the end, they're doing their little ceremony and they're giving out these little badges or whatever. And he makes a little speech. And I remember sitting there in the cafeteria of my elementary school because that is where the meeting was held. I went to Catholic school and in the cafeteria, we were sitting and he was giving his speech and he apologized to me for being an addict because of the first five years of my life and what that entailed, right? Um, and I'll never forget it. And it took a long time for me to actually um, forgive him. Now that I think about it, wow, Um I probably, he's been asking me for forgiveness since I was 10. And I probably didn't forgive him until three years ago, maybe. It's just crazy. Like, you don't think about these things. You know what I'm saying? And again, all of this is brought up because of my sister's series. And, you know, she did ask my permission. So this is all like completely consensual you know what I'm saying which is why I'm, I'm okay talking to you guys about it um and I also feel like I was born 
in the 80s, you know, during the crack era of New York City, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people my age, around my age, in my generation that can relate. A lot of us grew up with parents who suffered some sort of addiction that because everyone has a vice, right? Everyone has some sort of quote-unquote addiction. But when the addiction interferes with your quality of life, that's when it's a problem. When it interferes with your quality of life and the quality of life of the people around you, that is when it's a problem. And I feel like I come from a generation of people who dealt with all types of addiction issues. And I feel like we need to talk about that more because it was so, it was so weird because I was in the world of the Narcotics Anonymous. Like when I tell you they had events, some of the most poppinest parties I've ever been to were were NA parties and they would have these parties because there was no alcohol and there was no drugs but you would have there would be music there would be dancing it was basically a club but with no liquor and no drugs and because of that my parents took me and my sister and we were children but we had the fucking time of our lives okay I've been clubbing since I was like 11 years old I'm not gonna hold you all right um so because I was raised in that I've never felt shame in saying that my father was an addict. Never. I've never felt shame. You know, I've met so many people, so many important people in my life were addicts. So many, so many people who I love dearly are addicts. So it was never anything of shame because they weren't ashamed of it. Because they have acknowledged what it is that they had gone through and they are working towards beating it. You know what I'm saying? So they're not ashamed of it. They're standing in their truth and they're beating it. But then when I would talk to people about it, they would, they would look at me like, like, damn, I feel sorry for you. And while, yes, it wasn't fucking easy, clearly, like, I still have issues stemming back to when I was four. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but who the fuck doesn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, your parents don't have to be drug addicts to have issues. Okay? I've been watching 90210, and they've been fucked up for, since 1990. Okay? And they didn't do drugs. Um... I don't know. It's just, it's weird. And I feel like there's still a lot of shame in talking about it. And a lot of people don't understand that addiction is a form of mental illness, right? And on top of my sister's show coming out, or not her show, of my sister's project coming out, We also got news that DMX had overdosed and he is in a vegetative state and in critical condition. And when I tell you that hit me, that hit me. Oh my God. And usually I'm not, I don't want to say, I always sound so, 
cold hearted. <laughs> but I just feel like celebrity deaths or celebrity things like this, like, yes, they're sad and it's fucked up. And I'm like, damn, but it doesn't it doesn't hurt me. This shit with DMX, it hurt me. Like I when I heard it, like I literally got like teary eyed and that's not normal for me. Yes, I'm a cancer and yes, I'm a fucking crybaby, but I don't cry for shit like that. I just don't. I don't cry. I, I just don't cry for shit like that unless it's like something that really, really, really touches me. You know what I'm saying? And when I got the news of DMX, I just I felt that. And I feel like I've always had a soft spot for addicts because of my dad. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I feel for you. Like I know. I know for you to be for you to be addicted to to, to something like that that's literally killing you. You're going through it. You went through something, something, whether or not it may not have affected me or anybody else. In that way, you went through something, you experienced something that fucked with you so bad that you're trying to escape all the time. That you're literally trying to escape life all the time. You're trying to escape life without dying, if that makes sense. So, like, whenever I hear of... Someone who I know had a substance abuse problem. Like, we've known DMX has been going through it for years. And he was doing good. He was clean. He has a fiance. I feel like I heard that he had a baby recently, like 2016. Like, he was getting better. He was on the road to recovery. All it takes is one slip. All it takes is one slip. And that shit, it really fucked with me. It really, really fucked with me. And while my relationship with my dad is still strained, it's much better to what it was 10 years ago. Much better to what it was 10 years ago. And we've come a long way. I've learned what my boundaries are when it comes to him. So I just feel like addiction, y'all, it's hard to explain because I've never had an addiction that bad. I've been addicted to shit. Don't get me wrong. You know, like I know I have. And some can say I have an addiction to food. I don't know if I have an addiction to food or if food is a coping mechanism or if that's just one and the same, but I've never had an addiction that ruined my quality of life that bad. You know what I'm saying? Where I'm hitting rock bottom. That that's that's not I don't know that. But what I do know is being around someone who's hitting rock bottom. And the pain you feel when you see something that you have no control over because at the end of the day you cannot control an addict an addict will only get clean when they are ready to get clean point blank period point blank period and 
you have to you have to have boundaries but you also have to understand that sometimes that person can't have boundaries sometimes you have to just tell them about themselves and it is what it is and other times you have to walk on eggshells so dealing with addiction is hard I pray for DMX every day um I pray that he can recover and come back to us I pray for his family I can only imagine what they're going through um the anger (laughs) the fucking anger the sadness the pain um you know, DMX prayed for all of us. As crazy as that sounds, Dark Man X prayed for all of us. And I feel like we should pray for him too. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, it is you who wakes me up every day. And I am forever grateful for your love. This is why I pray. You let me touch so many people. And it's all for the good. I influenced so many children. I never thought that I would. And I couldn't take credit for the love they get. Because it all comes from you, Lord. I'm just the one that's giving it. And when it seems like the pressure gets to be too much, I take time out and pray. And ask that you be my crutch. Lord, I am not perfect by a long shot. I confess to you daily. But I work hard every day. And I hope that you hear me. In my heart, I mean well. But if you'll help me to grow, then what I have in my heart will begin to show. And when I get going, I'm not looking back for nothing. Because I will know where I'm headed. And I'm so tired of the suffering. I stand before you, a weakened version of your reflection, begging for direction, for my soul needs resurrection. I don't deserve what you've given me, but you never took it from me, because I am grateful, and I use it, and I do not worship money. If what you want from me is to bring your children to you, My regret is only having one life to do it instead of two. Amen. And yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that. Um, Addiction is, it's a difficult, it's a touchy subject and it's a heavy one, but I feel like it's one that we need to talk about a little more often. Um, so for today's, are you dead ass? It's something really, 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 really quick. Um, I'm not really even mad. (laughs) Um, but I just wanted to talk about the art of keeping things to yourself. And even though I have a podcast, I have learned the benefits of just keeping my mouth shut. 
I'm tired of talking about things and not putting them into action. I think my problem is, is that I love to talk when I'm excited. When I'm excited and I have a plan and I have an idea I want to share with the world. I'm texting everybody in my phone like, yo, this is this, this is that. Like, what do you think? Blah, blah, blah. I need to stop. I like to share my ideas. I like to brainstorm with other people. But I really have to remember that everyone out here doesn't have my best interest at heart. And mal de ojo is a real thing. Okay? So... I just wanted to let you guys know that I do have a lot of things coming up in my life and I will be sharing them with you. I really, really, really will, but only when I'm ready to and when things are kind of in motion. I don't like to talk about things before it happens. It's kind of like jinxing myself. I don't know. I don't know. It's weird because it's like you're manifesting or you, you know, putting it. I don't know. It's just a lot, but. I just feel like going forward, I'm going to share when it's appropriate to share and not just on an impulse thing. Um... So yeah, y'all, I cannot believe I really spoke for an hour. I thought this was going to be a short little episode. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, so before we get out of here, I want to thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. Don't forget to rate five stars, y'all. Rate five stars down below if you have the Apple Podcast app. Also review the show. I love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Let me know of any topics you want me to discuss, any guests that you want me to interview. I'm always down for some critiques, criticism, all that jazz. But, you know, keep it nice. You know, I'm nice to you. You should be nice to me. Um, You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Everything will be linked down below. But follow me there for all of my day-to-day shenanigans. And like I told you, Twitter, (laughs) um, mom, don't follow me on Twitter because I will block you because that is where I get a little ratchet. Okay? Um, So, yeah. Everything, as always, will be linked down below. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. And I will see you next fine and thick Friday. Bye, guys. Mwah.